This is the Front Page Podcast from the Red and Black. I'm Midori Jenkins. This week, we will discuss our February 11th issue. First, we will be speaking with Sydney Bishop, culture contributor about Matt Turbeville and the Flowerland Shop. Then, Dania Kalaji, News Desk Assistant and DEI Chair, talks about UGA student Elijah Odunade competing on Jeopardy. Support for this podcast is provided by the Cox Institute for Journalism, Innovation, Management, and Leadership. For more information, visit grady.uga.edu slash Cox Institute. Hi, Sydney. Welcome to the front page. And thank you for taking the time to talk to me about your article on Flowerland. Of course. I'm so excited. So first, can you just talk a little bit about how Matt Turbeville ended up working at Flowerland despite having zero floristry experience? So Matt basically was a, um, he was a musician first. And he was the director of music ministries at a church. And he um, moved to Jefferson, which is about, you know, 35 minutes away. And it's part of a recovery program for drug abuse. And he knew the owner of Ireland, Jan Hudgens, um, through her son. And she reached out to him and was like, can you need a place to work? Can you need a place to, um, you know, plant some roots, no pun intended. Um, you know, we would love to have you here. And we, you know, came out of the program and started working at Barland and he stayed there ever since. And he's been sober for five years. So yeah, it's pretty, it's a pretty awesome story for sure. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. And one of the notable things that Turville does is create these fun, witty, suggestive signs. So kind of when and why did he begin creating this signage? So he, I think, I mean, the business has been there for 52 years. The sign has pretty much been there for a while, but when Matt started working there four years ago, I think he just at one point was like, I like want to put something different up on the sign. Because Matt, like when you talk to him, he's a very funny, creative guy. You know, it just loves to have fun. So he just started putting up different sayings, stuff that he might see or something he comes up with himself that might fit the season, like Mother's Day or Valentine's Day. And, you know, it obviously caught on and people really started reacting positively to it. And so now that's like his department and he um, is very proud of that. And so, yeah, he just, he kind of just asked if it was like, cool for him to do it and they were like sure you can do whatever you want you know and they trusted him with it and it obviously turned out great so yeah I mean the signs are amazing and they really make people stay so kind of how have these small gestures positively impacted the Athens community yeah, so he was definitely telling me that a lot of he gets a lot of calls from people that they or that would be ordering flowers and they'll be like, Hey, like while I'm on the phone with you, like who does the signs? And they'll be like, Oh, I do and um, he told me about a ER worker at um Piedmont Athens Regional that said that he had had a really rough couple of years, obviously with the pandemic, but every time he drove past Flowerland every morning and every night he would see the sayings and they make him feel really good and chuckle. And um, I think, and I think like that really touched Matt more than anything is just knowing that even if it's just like for a small moment, 
that the community really is being affected in a positive way. And, you know, it's nice because even when he, he'll get a call of people being like, I don't think this is very appropriate or whatever. And he'll just have fun with it and try to explain it to them. And he just, it's really awesome because that response, whether it's, you know, it can be even like a little negative Nelly, like he turns it into something positive and he just, he does it to encourage everyone and slip them up. And like, I can even say I would take pictures of those signs when I first moved here and I thought they were so funny. And I I can say that it's definitely impacted me, even in like a small, small way, even if it was just, I saw it and laughed, like that's still such a great thing that he does for so many people. And he doesn't even realize it. Like he doesn't even realize the impact he has. And I told him, I was like, you know, you're like a big deal. Right, like these signs are like a big deal in Athens. And he was like, I don't know. And I was like, no, like they're iconic. Like this is amazing what you're doing. So he doesn't even know like really the impact he has, but it's definitely it's definitely a big impact for sure. Yeah, uh, the signs really make my day, and I know they make everyone in the community just very joyful and it's just something fun to look at and he does a great job of just encouraging the Athens community but really what did he say encourages him to keep going I think he he moved to Athens you know obviously it wasn't planned and he moved here and he kind of got like a second chance and he is he said you know Flowerland is really He's getting to use his gifts and his talents and he's being able to use his creativity in a way he never thought like he never thought he would be doing flowers he never thought he would be doing signs for a flower shop um and so he's getting like a second chance on something that on life and people and i think that like the shop itself is such a home for him and it's athens has become he, you know he he described it to me as like um a small big town like it, it has a small town feel and Waterland itself is like a very neighborhood type feel and they have people stop by and chat or you know pick up food or they have this cat that lives there named Hendrix that people <laughs> come and see so and the shop owners too Deborah and Jan have like really put so much trust in him and have you know become like his mothers out here so I think like just the community and the kind words he gets and uh, the fact that this is something he never thought he would be doing, but he's excelling and doing so well at it is just, you know, yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking time to talk to me about your article. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. Now we will speak with Dania Kalaji, News Desk Assistant and DEI Chair about UGA student Elijah Odunade competing on the game show Jeopardy. Well, thank you. Welcome to the front page and thank you for being here to discuss the Jeopardy article. So the first thing I think we're all wondering is how did Elijah Odunade end up on Jeopardy? What was the application process like and kind of how was the competition to get on the show? Right. So Elijah, actually, I saw a tweet about him and it said that he was going to be in the National College Championship for Jeopardy. And this is a thing that they do um, pretty often. But this was the first time that it was going to be prime time on ABC. So airing to the whole nation. Um, So Elijah had actually applied to be on Jeopardy in high school. He is really well versed with Quiz Bowl, um, just really knows like his categories. So Um, When he applied again, 
for the college championship, it was actually his mother that pointed it out to him because she is a huge Jeopardy fan. She's obsessed with it. She signed up for the newsletter. So obviously she was pushing him to apply for this. And when he did, he wasn't expecting anything, didn't know if he was going to hear back. And the process actually took, you know, around a year, a good few months for him to figure out. So when he first applied, he first took this quiz and it was timed. And obviously there was no proctor watching, but if he had passed this first stage, then he would move on to the next couple of rounds. So this same process just happened, you know, over the course of a few months and he had eventually made it to like the final. So out of like 2,600 students, he was one of them. And just to be clear that There are a ton of different students from different colleges around the nation, including Harvard and Princeton and just different other um, universities. So when he was chosen, um, he was so excited. Best thing ever. But yeah, that's kind of how the process worked. I mean, that's pretty amazing. And you just mentioned uh, he did Quiz Bowl. So kind of how did Quiz Bowl play and Elijah's passion for the game and excitement about Beyond Jeopardy. Right. So actually, he had mentioned that in sixth grade, he really started getting immersed with Quiz Bowl. And for those of you that don't know, Quiz Bowl um, is a competition that can continue into the collegiate level. So when he came to UGA, because he transferred here, he you know, did the quiz bowl with UGA's team. And the team is about 26 people. um, And they have, you know, practices every week and they do practice games. And then they also get to compete against other universities. So he actually mentioned that the other week they went to Georgia Tech and competed against their school. And they are kind of, you know, differentiated into all these teams. So that was, this is like a very, you know, prominent thing in his life. Um, and he's really, really good, like I said, um, at all these quizzing games. And so since sixth grade, it's continued to today. And he knew about Jeopardy. He knew that this was like the ultimate quiz bowl, essentially. And yeah, so that kind of carried on into um, his role in the show. And yeah. And how did he express his emotions and feeling about being on primetime national television and the first Jeopardy college, national college championship that was going to be aired on TV. And kind of how did his family react to his mom is obviously a big Jeopardy fan, as you mentioned. Right. So in his words, he said that he felt pure elation, which I think is such an interesting word to use because that really does represent like probably one of the happiest times like of his life. So um, like I said before, his family is really, really into Jeopardy. Um, his great-grandmother would play it with his mom all the time. And that kind of family tradition transferred um, into all these years of late nights playing Jeopardy, um, always talking about it. Like I said, him getting really involved in Quiz Bowl. And he also mentioned that he did not beat his mother in a Jeopardy game until he was in 10th grade, which is a really big deal for him. Really, really big deal for him. Um, So it's just a really prominent lifestyle um, within his family. And I think that's one of the most interesting parts of the story is that, you know, he wasn't just chosen to be on this show. It means much more to him than, you know, being a contestant for the University of Georgia on the National College Championship for Jeopardy. Uh, Did Elijah give you any insight about how he prepared for the game? Kind of what the most challenging part was preparing to be on the show? Right. So I think one of the funniest parts that he had mentioned was that 
he knew that he had to remember how to answer the question during the actual filming in the question form, like how Jeopardy does it. Um, but in terms of preparation, he said that he spent, you know, countless nights, you know, studying up on his categories, um, playing practice Jeopardy games, even like quiz bowl, like that kind of stuff also helps you prepare for um, a game like this. So he really studied up on his timing as well, because between whenever um, the host asks the question and whenever, you know, you have to have your timing really quickly so you can answer first, um, he made sure that he really had that down. So everything in terms of timing to categories to just, you know, doing general quiz bowl was kind of how he went about it. But he did make sure to really get like immersed in that kind of routine before heading to California. And finally, how did Elijah fare in the official gameplay and what was his biggest takeaway from this experience? So actually Elijah didn't make it past the first quarterfinal. Um, He was facing pretty hard contestants from different colleges. So kudos to him for even, you know, being able to be on the show, but He did answer one question that I thought was very interesting that any Bulldog fan would be like, well, this is a moment to remember um, that he answered what's what's a Bulldog um, in the Jeopardy um, quarterfinal. So although he didn't make it past the first round, he was able to leave some sort of UGA legacy um, and reference to our mascot. So I think that was pretty cool. This has been The Front Page. The Front Page is a production of the Red and Black Publishing Company. You can find the stories discussed in this episode in the paper edition or on redandblack.com. Make sure to download our app, keep up with us on social media, and check out our new health podcast, The Athens Frontline, hosted by health editor Simran Kaur Malhotra. We hope to see you next week.